Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's 12 Questions podcast here at We Are Social Media. This week, if you're not a creative, you'll certainly be leaving as one. Why? Because this week's guest is as creative as they come, and inspiring her fans, soon to be you, and more across the globe to get creative and interactive on social media. Say hello to the sweet, you'd never know it, hermit that is this week's social media expert. Snapchat superstar, influencer, storyteller, and brilliant artist, Cyrene Kiamko. Okay, so my name is Cyrene. Thank you for having me. And I do art on my social media, which is mostly Snapchat. How I got in is just that I just, you know, use Snapchat differently from other people. People use it to send messages. I found it as a great place to create art easily by taking pictures and then overlaying drawings on top of it. And then I actually got viral with some of my drawings. I would take a selfie, draw a celebrity on it, and people thought it was funny that I was taking pictures with a celebrity, but it's really just my selfie and a drawing on top. And that's how I got started. Excellent. So you were kind of a social media guru before you even realized it. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if it was uh, intended to be because I think it was just um, something that I do for fun. I was an artist and um, and then it just kind of, you know, like jumped off. That was my jumping point. And then I just really got into having my art on social media because it's an artist, you know, you want to get your art on different places. I wanted my art to live beyond a museum wall, a paper um, and social media gave me that chance to show it to more people. And it's basically like your whole world is your museum. Yeah, and that's a really great way of putting it because you're kind of curating your own museum of art in the sense for your channels, whereas most people are curating their life. So it's a good way of tying that together. Yes, I guess people's lives are art too. I mean, people just watch it and, <laughs> and get entertained by it. So then if you had to pick a favorite social media channel, I'm going to assume yours is Snapchat. Is that is that too obvious that my favorite social media channel is Snapchat? <laughs> yes, I love Snapchat because I think, you know, in other social media, you have to have another program to create art. In its other social media, you post on it. In Snapchat, you can create on it. And so it's become not only a tool to broadcast my art, but it's also a tool to create my art on. And so that's why I'm drawn into it because of its artistic tools and things that it provides for me as an artist. Yeah, exactly. And I think Snapchat's, it's, it's a fun one because also they know their audience. They know that they love them for their creation tools. And that's what really drives that kind of fun element of Snapchat and what keeps us sharing those messages with our friends, but also gives brands an in to kind of be authentic and have fun with their users and their consumers. That's why I love it. So then I guess for work then, it very much comes down to Snapchat for you, yeah? Or do you also use a little bit of other platforms on the side? Um, yes. I mean, I post my Snapchat work on other platforms to gain different audiences, but my main platform is Snapchat because I resonate with it the most. Um, I've tried other platforms. I like it. I've been on them before I've been on Snapchat, but I feel like that my Snapchat audience has that um, are more apt to responding to my artwork. They're not just watching it because most of my stories on Snapchat are not just people watching it. It's not just me posting art, even though that's how it first began. 
but now I add on a lot of interactive element to it. Um, I started out with, instead of just videos, I would have somebody screenshot the video and then draw on top of it and I would repost it to my story. I would have games on my Snapchat. I would have people, you know, just really interact with my art. And then now I'm into augmented reality art and people are, you know, like doing face lenses and world lenses um, and having my art under living room or in the room. And it's just hard to recreate that experience on other social media. And a lot of my audience or a lot of people's audience on Snapchat are so used to having that kind of experience that people are likely to just, you know, to draw on top of your art, to respond to it faster than if I did it on any other social media. Yeah, exactly. And it adds, like you said, the interactive element, which I think is very much what social media should be, because otherwise you're just promoting yourself versus actually engaging with the people that you're trying to talk to and trying to actually connect with. Yes. And I think people expect that on Snapchat. People expect to interact. People expect to to respond to you and have a conversation with you and not just watch your story. People want to be a part of it. And that's what I like about it because I'm one of those people that are in school. I'm always like the interactive learner. I want to be part of the class and not just listen. And so that's how I think that other people want to interact with me too, is they want to be part of my story and not just watch my story. Yeah, exactly. And you're thinking of your audience while you're creating the art, which I think is what a lot of brands often miss out. Mm -hmm, yes, I think I think the most effective brands that that know their audience and know to talk to the audience instead of just broadcast to the audience. I think that's what makes an effective campaign. And whenever I'm talking to brands, I always recommend that type of, um, you know, how, how we can approach it in that way. So then what do you think the future holds for social media or more specifically Snapchat? Um, so the future, I know a lot of a lot of things are shifting to augmented reality, or maybe that's just in my world. I mean, I see a lot of augmented reality uh, brands and a lot of interest in it. Um, and I think that's where the future is shifting. Before, you know, again, I keep saying that before we're just broadcasting messages. And now with augmented reality, people can become part of your brand and become part of that, that story that you're trying to tell. And I think that's the future because people are always looking for new experiences, new ways to share. And I'm excited to be part of it because I, you know, like I am super into creating, <laughs> to creating AR. I don't know why I started like a year ago and I've been creating like 10 AR things like in a month because <laughs> it's just so fun <laughs> for myself and for brands. But, um, well, and I think AR is so, so interesting as well, because a lot of people were really hooked on the idea of virtual reality coming to life. But I think the thing with AR is that, like you said, the interactivity of AR in the real world um, compared mm -hmm. to just entering this virtual world, it kind of enables that connect between human and digital. Agree. Yes. Helping self-expression. And with social media, people always want to post pictures of themselves. Uh, and I think it, it just flows freely into that kind of mindset of people um, wanting to always be a part, wanting to be a share. And I think that's what augmented reality allows people to do. Yeah, exactly. And it allows artists like you to develop really cool content that we can play with. Yes. And I'm excited to see that. I'm excited doing people 
you know, are, are taking my art and sharing it with their friends, putting their own spin to it. It's just that, you know, it's kind of, as an artist, it's like, it's not just the finished art. People can add on to your art. And so it's like a continuing art. And I've seen my art put into different ways, used in different ways that I would have never thought of. And people can get creative with the art that I created. And so it's continuing my art story. Yeah, it's like one of those stories where you kind of pick a word and then the person next to you makes it the sentence kind of thing. And it just keeps going and going and going. I think that's what's amazing about art is it really is very subjective. I agree. And yeah, and as an artist, it's kind of, um, I, I like it better. I like that interaction better. And people remember your art more too, knowing that they became part of it. And it's a good way of kind of inspiring others to get creative as well, because if they're kind of seeing this kind of chain reaction, they're more more likely to engage with it themselves. Yes. Basically turning everybody into an artist. You just start it, you start that spark, and then everybody just feeds on that spark and puts their own spark to it. And I think that's what's interesting is the fact that like not everybody associates themselves as a creative, but once they're in the social media space, a lot of times you see them actually come to life. Yes, it's exciting. So then what have you seen on social media recently in terms of whether it's branded content, posting content, what's been your standout piece of content that you've seen this year? Standout piece? I think my favorite pieces would be one of the music video lenses that I created for an artist I did um, a while, not a while back recently. And it really pushed me in augmented reality because in augmented reality, you just have one frame, but this time it's like you're becoming part of the music video. It was a series of like seven different lenses in one and their time to the music's lyrics. And, you know, like when, when the lyrics would change, the scene would change too. And the person would just have to um, sit there lip sync to the song. And then the background there, you know, a hat would appear, something else would appear on there. And, and that got me to thinking that, you know, that people can really be part of a story that, that they are the star of the story now. And augmented reality is allowing them to be part of it. They're not just watching a music video. They are the music video and they can share that with their friends. And that's such a cool approach to it, because a lot of times I think when you think of Snapchat, you're not automatically drawn to creating multiple actions in AR. It's very much usually like a sticker at the bottom where you have like the dancing heart, but really creating that augmented reality setting really will make a difference in how people interact with that. Yes. Uh -huh. And I've also created stories on my own. I had my sidekick character, Elle. And <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> she goes everywhere with me. And um, I've created, yeah, I've created a few stories. And, and I think it's cool. Like the person just sets up the camera in front of them. And then dialogues would appear. Elle would be talking to him or her. And then it was like... Um, Elle's missing phone, help Elle find it. And then you become a detective. And then, you know, the scene transform into Elle's bedroom and you can look around it. You have a hat on and it's all timed. And, and it's like you watching a movie, but it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, that inspired, that inspired that. And I think I want to do more of that. Excellent. So then what do you think brands can really learn from you and your content? 
Um, for me, I just like to tell brands that just something, something fun, interactive, interact with your, your audience. I think people, people like to have a dialogue with you and having something that's augmented, whether that's augmented reality or a video that asks for a prompt or prompting a conversation. I think that's the most effective uh, campaign for me. And it's the most memorable for somebody to add on and put a piece of themselves, take maybe five, 10 minutes out of their busy life to respond to your message. I think that's, I think that's uh, one of the best campaign if you can get people to do that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's a measure of success all its own, because that's actually kind of how you know you resonate your content with your user is the fact that they are engaging and they are sharing and even in your case, creating on top of yours, um, that it, that in itself is the biggest success. So yeah, because people already gave maybe one or two minutes watching your video, and then they're going to give another five thirty. You know, some people said I took two hours to create this drawing for you. Look at it. And I think that's that's amazing engagement for somebody to take two hours out of their life just for me um, in response to one of my video. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are people that scroll through YouTube videos for hours on end, and they're not actually actioning anything. The fact that they're actioning something back should speak wonders. <laughs> yeah. So then what do you do with brands to help them understand how to interact with their users or their consumers? So what I usually tell brands is that, okay, create something that you that would prompt you to kind of, I mean, let me think about that. I mean, like, I guess it's, I mean, like, it just kind of comes naturally in conversation. I just tell them, hey, you know, like, what kind of video would you want to be watching? What kind of video prompts you to to share it with your your mom or your sister or your friends? I mean, like, is, is this a video or is this idea something that you would want to share? Or is it just getting a brand message out? Is it something that you'd it'd prompt you to create? Um, those are the questions that I tell them whenever they come in with an initial idea from me mm -hmm. and, and, you know, like if they're like, no, I wouldn't share it with my mom or sister, I wouldn't share it with my friends. And I'm like, well, let's make it. So it's, it's something that it's shareable. It's relatable because people are compete. Okay. So social media, you're not only competing with other brands, you're competing with interesting people in other people's lives. Like people go to social media for their friends, for, for their family. Um, and brands are competing with that. So if you're not relatable enough and you're not prompting conversation like other people are, uh, then you're not going to have a, a very effective campaign. Yeah, exactly. And that comes down to just knowing your audience and actually understanding what they want from the get-go. Yeah, or just making something relatable because it's like just, just become, not become one of their friends, but you are competing with family and friends. And that is that is really, really hard because family and friends prompt conversation, family and friends prompt, prompt relatableness. And as a brand, you got to become relatable or you're just going to get scrolled over. Yeah, exactly. So what do you say about those people that think Snapchat is just for the younger generation? I think like it's, it's for everybody. It's, um, you know, like it's not just disappearing messages. There's more to the app. There's, the augmented reality part there's the discover channel which has the shows and i think it just takes just takes a while for people to to get accustomed to it i mean facebook was first just for college students and then other people 
came to realize that it is a it's more than that. And I think over time, people are going to realize that Snapchat is just for younger people. People, and also the the people on Snapchat are also going to get older. So um, <laughs> I think that the age range is is going to expand later on. And it encourages play. I mean, people like to play, and and um, once they realize that Snapchat is that place, they'll they'll gravitate towards it. Excellent. So what would you say then, do you think is the biggest obstacle that we face in social media? The biggest obstacle as a brand or as a a person? Um, As a brand, like what do you kind of see brands struggling with the most? Brands struggle the most is just getting attention. You have (laughs) maybe like one second to get somebody's attention because again, you are competing with everything. You're competing with some family member that's posting really good memes. Um, and then you have your brand message, which, you know, is good, but is it is it going to get somebody's attention? Is it shareable? And I think that's that's something that you, you know, you struggle with. And and that's something that we need to figure out. How do you how do you grab somebody's attention? How do you become a meme? How do you become shareable? And things like that. Excellent. And how do you become viral? You know, the big social media word, right? Yeah. How do you become viral? That is the question. Viral in a good way. Some brands become viral um, <laughs> not a, because, they, because they posted something <laughs> that they weren't supposed to. But, um, but yeah, that is, that, is a, that is a struggle. I mean, like the key to vir- being viral is being relatable. Because if somebody can relate to it, they will share it. And so make make your brand something that will fit into people's lives, something your message resonate with, with like normal people. I mean, your brand is amazing and you just have to make it talk to the people. And one of that thing is going to be being relatable. And that's how you go viral. Because you can see that all these viral shows is... Um, or viral videos are mostly the people that create relatable content or or funny content that you know that you're like oh you can kind of relate to it but you don't want to be that person so exactly and i think that's kind of where influencers come into the game as well because obviously they already have built up this kind of trust with that audience and they have those videos that always capture our attention so that's where they're kind of coming more and more a thing because at the end of the day it's a celebrity but like on our level and i think right now i think even celebrities that are on tv you have to be social media you have to kind of be an influencer to resonate with people right now that you have to be um on social media but yes i agree that um that influencers are are in in a way like celebrities role models somebody who can talk to to mass amount of people and and influence them and as an influencer I'm very careful which what brands I work with because I know that you kind of do have that that you know that voice that influence um that that you have on your audience and you know you can take that any way you want and that's that's kind of scary and that's why I'm I'm very careful (laughs) (laughs) understandable we've had some very interesting shows of how not to do influencer marketing yes Mm -hmm. 
because you know influencers are like big brothers and big sisters to people who watch them and so yeah you, you don't want to you want to push it too far because yeah it's a lot of people's it's a lot of young people's um role models and lives and things that you are talking to yeah absolutely because a lot of research shows that obviously the younger generations are going to be the most influenced um but that i don't think is anything new i think they're just making a bigger deal of it now because it's very social media focused um i think i know growing up as a child without social media um we never we were always just as easily influenced. We just didn't have anyone to turn to in the sense that we couldn't just hop on YouTube and check out the latest fashion trend. It was just about watching the right show or catching the right movie. Yeah, agree. And you know, like with TV and things before, it's very curated and people or brands, it's like it has to go through a ton of people. And so it, it kind of uh, filters out, you know, what's what's correct and what's not, what would be good. And there's a lot of eyes and ears on it. With social media, it's a little bit more dangerous because one one post and one click, nobody has to filter anything and it's posted and you got your message out there. So it's a little bit more scary, but it's also, it's also, I think it's more, it, 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 I don't know if it's more effective, but I think, you know, I think it is because you are talking to an audience. I mean, like, I would rather, whenever I'm watching YouTube, I would watch YouTube more than I would believe a TV commercial because they're real people. And that's how I buy products now. I mean, I just watch reviews. And so it is powerful. <laughs> and I think that's where brands kind of catch us though, is that they know now that we're very much like into hearing from our friends and our family. So that's where we're starting to see kind of little micro influencers pop up. Um, and brands actually not paying people, but giving them stuff to tell and share. And mm -hmm. so I think it's going to start to get a little gray area at one point. Um, but at the same time, they know it works and they know what we like. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to be in the future because then it's like, hmm, who do I really believe? That's whenever you start curating which one has the genuine review and which one is, um, isn't, you know not that genuine <laughs> yeah exactly and i think that's where we'll start to see regulations in mm -hmm. social media really really come to the forefront agree yeah i think that's coming very soon <laughs> i think social media right now is a free-for-all everybody can create their reviews and um and it's up to the person watching to curate it themselves and i think in the future yeah, there, there has to be more regulation, but I don't think that it'd be too regulated because I don't want it to affect the authenticity of somebody reviewing uh, a product and the effectiveness of influencer uh, testimonials and reviews. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say is kind of your key piece of advice for someone coming into social media? I mean, if they want to be an influencer, come to it with just being you and mine. I think the most authentic influencer who generally is having fun creating content, I think that's the most effective. Don't come to into it thinking, oh, I really just, I'm doing this for followers. I'm doing this for brands. Come to it knowing that it's something, it's a platform that you can share your own voice. You can share your own world and things will just come for you later on. Those things will come, the brands, the followers will come if you have the right mindset 
to start with, and that's being genuine and just using the platform to to broadcast your story, your life story, your hobbies, anything that you want to broadcast. Yeah, because I think the authenticity of it is really key in today's world. Because, I mean, we were just talking about how we're influenced by authentic reviews, but we also, that's that's the content we want to consume. We don't really kind of, it was, it used to be this polished Instagram photo, but I think we've kind of transitioned from a polished society to kind of that transparent society. I like that better. I mean, there's more transparency. I think there, you know, there, I think there's a place for both, you know, the polished and the, the non-polished, but if it comes to making my decision, I would believe the unpolished ones, the one that feels like that a friend is telling me. And yeah, that's, that's the way that I want to consume content. And that's the content that as an influencer, I want to make something unpolished, truthful. And because that's the one I want to see too. <laughs> we need more of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then our final question, actually, before we close out, um, is actually all about you. So what is a fun fact about yourself that we won't find on your Snapchat or social media profiles? That you can't find anywhere else. Nowhere um, else. <laughs> I think not a lot of people know that I'm a hermit. I really just like, I'm a homebody. I like to stay at home. Sometimes I don't leave my house for a week or two and I'm completely happy. And on social media, people think that, you know, I'm out there, I'm social and I am. Um, on some point, but I also really, really love to just stay in my PJs and stay home and and do my art. <laughs> and then after that, you know, get ready to 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 share my art in the world after two weeks of being a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's true with a lot of people that work in social media. We're not we're not always super outgoing. Um, we kind of tend to hermit in on occasion um, and bring ourselves out through social, um, but we determine when that happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Was well, there anything else we want to close out with? Um, not that I know of. I mean, I do have a book called The 11 Seconds Success, and I wrote that because a lot of people have been asking me, how do you get started on social media? What's your advice? How do you create a career out of it? And I wrote that book. It's 11 steps on how to become a social media or take social media and make it as your career. And it's it's a workbook. It has pictures. It's interactive, just like my stories. <laughs> and, and yeah, I hope people check it out if they're interested. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, guys, unfortunately, that's all for this week's 12 Questions podcast. I do hope you enjoyed hanging out with me and Serene and hope to see you next week, where I'll be meeting with another brilliant social media expert. Until then, make sure you check out all of our fabulous expert insights, tips, tricks, industry news, and more here at We Are Social Media.